Welcome to the Varieties of History podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and each week I will discuss a new topic that is often unrelated, but hopefully interesting. Spanning from the social sciences to cultural history, as well as religion and other disciplinary fields, we invite you to listen, learn, and expand your knowledge here with us on the Varieties of History podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the Varieties of History. I am back this week, and I'm going to actually talk to you um, briefly about a short history of the Lenny Lenape. Now, I didn't get into that last week, only because I didn't realize that I had this um, document written up that was slightly earlier, (laughs) and it was my introduction into the series of the Lenny, Lenny Lenape. So, I hope that you will stick with me and maybe learn a little something new that you might not have known if you're not familiar with the Lenny Lenape tribe. So I will be back in just a moment. So way back when, when I worked for the Chatsford Historical Society, um, I actually wrote up a series about the Lenny Lenape Um, Indians or the Lenni Lenape tribe and they are found here in my corner of Pennsylvania but they're also found in Delaware and New Jersey as well and so I wanted to actually be able to do a series on them about a little bit of local history regarding people that aren't often talked about in history of this area And I wanted to be able to educate people on the Lenny Lenape tribe because when we talk about colonial history and the starting or the founding of this nation, and I worked at a historical society and I worked at a battlefield site right down the road where we spoke mostly of the history of the colonizers um, and the colonists and the founding fathers and All of those things that were very important to um, the foundings of America, but we never really talk about America pre-America, right? We never talk about the importance of the people that lived here for, for millennia before the colonizers came from across the sea to make this their new home. Um, And so I wanted to discuss that because I felt that in my tours, I wasn't really talking enough about the people that were here beforehand. I would take people through um, an old historic home or two and talk to them about the families that lived there, the Quaker families that lived in these homes and how they lived and what they did and all that stuff. But there are people that lived here before those stone buildings were ever erected and It's very important to know about the history of place throughout the ages and not just for one particular stage in that um, area's existence for laws and rule and wars and all these other things that make up the very fascinating story that is our chronology of history. Um, I think it's it's important to recognize the people that made this country what it was before we knew it as the United States or as even North America. So here we go. In a book titled On Records, 
Delaware Indians, Colonists, and the Media of History and Memory, author Andrew Newman discusses the account of Lenny Lenape, Delaware Indian history, in their own words. He says that the Lenape described an event many of us have all become familiar with over time. He stated based on their story that many, and this is in quotes, many hundreds of years ago, they had lived in a very distant country in western part of the continent. And after a large migration had settled in the region of the Hudson and the Delaware rivers. I think I, I think I'm missing some words from that. Let's try that again. <laughs> I try to sound smart, but sometimes I don't read very smart. Many hundreds of years ago, they had lived in a very distant country in the western part of the American continent. And after a large migration had settled in the region of the Atlantic seaboard, spanning the Hudson River and Delaware Valleys. So it, I was reading it, but part of it was actually like cut in half. So that's why I didn't really read it correctly in the article. As was discussed in last week's posting, and I'm, I'm noticing now that there was also a posting from the week before that I don't think I even, I should have went to that one first, but that's okay. I might do that next week. The native or Indian populations throughout the continent held stories of their origins that either led them to believe that culturally as a people, they had been placed in one particular spot by their creator or creators and did not migrate from elsewhere. Many archaeologists suggest that native peoples had traveled into North in the North American continent on foot through the Bering Strait or possibly across or used ice sheets or glaciers as guides that spanned the Atlantic from European to Northern American coast. It seems from the perspectives given from Newman's account that the local Lenny Lenape population had believed they did migrate from a more Western portion of the continent. In a moment, I will discuss a bit about the Lenape origin story. Let's find out how the Lenape or Delaware Indians got their name. The Lenny Lenape name actually derived from two name meanings. Lenny meaning genuine, pure, real, and or original, and Lenape meaning Indian or man. This information comes from the Lenape Talking Dictionary, which will be in the show notes. The term Indian is not original native or First Nations term or an indigenous term or a Lenape term, but may have been added later to distinguish the group based on cultural adoption of the misused title from European populations. And when I say misused title, Indian means Indians from India. <laughs> you know the story. Columbus lands in the New World. He sees people. He thinks he's in India. He says Indians. You know, yeah, the whole story. Anyway, but eventually it was just adopted and used as a term that was suitable in some ways. For some people, they didn't care. But for other people, it was quite a... Um, one of those terms that would just be quite um, frustrating because Indians live in India and native peoples where native wasn't even an actual term either, but they would choose to use that over Indian. The whole thing is just crazy. Just call them by whatever they want to be called. Just like I would want to be called Sarah and not, I don't know, whatever name somebody would give me just because they think, you know, that they should be calling me that. Just ask me what I want to be called, and that's it. So, but aside from that, the name Delaware is also not an original Native First Nations term. 
Um, and I say First Nations, but I'm also speaking of like indigenous or Lenape or tribal or whatever. Thomas West, third Baron de Delaware, was the first English governor of Virginia. The name Delaware was given to the river in Virginia, but then also applied to the na native people by Europeans inhabiting the surrounding um, surrounding the river at the time of contact in the 16th and 17th centuries. The name actually stuck with the group, and they were interchangeably called Lenape, or Lenny Lenape, or Delaware Indians. The location which the Lenape inhabited was originally called Lenape Hoking. Um, this area, which encompassed the mid-Atlantic coastal areas of New Jersey, southern New York, northern Delaware, eastern Maryland, and eastern Pennsylvania. This Algonquian um, linguist, or Algonquin, depending on how you say it, linguistic group, the Lenape people, define the name to mean in the land of the Lenape. So here's an origin story as told by Robert Red Hawk, and I will also post a link to that in the show notes as well. And here is in quotes. At one time, everything was dark. There was nothing, but there was a spirit in that nothingness, and it would have remained that way, but the spirit fell asleep. As he slept, he dreamed. He dreamt of a world, mountains, sky, the ocean, all of the fish in the ocean, all of the birds in the sky, all the trees, the deserts, all of the animals on earth. He dreamed of man. He dreamed of ceremony, of people drumming and singing. But then he awoke, and because it was just a dream, everything was still black. But because the seed had been planted in him, that dream, he started to manifest it. The first thing he did was create helpers, spirits, the grandfather of the north, the grandfather of the east, the grandmother of the south, and the grandfather of the west. And they, in turn, put their dreams and thoughts into creating the earth, the stars, the sun, and the heavens. They added their gifts, and was more and more was created, and everything the Creator dreamed came true. And one of the last things that they did was dream a special tree, a shimmering tree, and from that root the first man arose. The tree bent down and kissed the ground, and where it kissed the ground the first woman came, and everything was good. Everything was good and perfect, and everyone had a job from the Creator. Squirrels, were given the task of collecting nuts and burying them to make the trees grow. Deer were sent through the underbrush and eat and make room so that the trees could grow. Man's job was to take care of the earth, to be a caretaker of the land. As time went on, there was a great problem that arose among the people. There was a certain charm. It was both the tooth of a giant naked bear, or it was the tooth of a naked bear, when you had this tooth, you could have lots of powers. The people started to fight each other over the tooth. They fought so hard and so long that some of the people started moving. This is why we have different languages. But when the creator saw what was happening, he sent a spirit being to help the people, Nanpush, or Nanabush. Nanabush went atop one of the mountains and started a fire. It was the first sacred fire that was ever made. From that fire, he sent up smoke. And all the people from all over saw the smoke, and they came to see what that smoke was. Nanapush reached down and came up with a stone. 
It was a soapstone, and from that soapstone he fashioned a bowl, and then he took from a branch of the sumac tree, and he made a stem, and fashioned that and put that together with the bowl. And then he reached down, and the Creator gave him a sacred plant, and they called it tobacco. Nanapush held that pipe up and told the people, Whenever there is discord, wherever you hold counsel, whenever you want to come together, you bring your minds together as one. Take this tobacco, put it in a pipe, and smoke it. And that smoke will go into you, and when you blow it out, your thoughts and prayers will all intermingle together. And you'll be able to make decisions that are right for everyone and everything. Nanapush comes back into our stories a lot. One of them is an emergence story. As I told you before, the people originally started fighting over the tooth that of that naked bear, but what happened was that there were some evil spirits here. One of them was a giant toad. He was in charge of all the waters. There was a giant snake. They started fighting over that tooth, and the great frog ate the snake and ate the tooth. And the snake jabbed him in the side, and all of those waters started coming out in a big flood. Nanapush again came and saw everything was being destroyed. He came upon a mountain and he started gathering all the animals and sticking them in a sash. Eventually he got to the top of the mountain and there was a cedar tree. He started climbing the tree. Then as he climbed, he would snap cedar bows, boughs off of them and stick them in his long belt. He got them to the top and what he did was he took his bow and started to pluck on his bow and he sang a song and all the waters stopped rising. Then Nanapush asked of the animals, who will let me put all the cedar branches on top of you so that all the animals can go on top of you? And the turtle said, you can put them on me and I'll float on the water and you can put the branches on me. So they did. That is why we call this land Turtle Island. Then Nanapush said, well, we gotta make it a little bigger than it is. Turtles only so big, even a snapping turtle's only so big, so they had to go down and get some of the old earth under the water and put it on top of the turtle. So the first guy that goes down, the beaver says, I'm gonna go down. Beaver went all the way down. He comes up dead with no soil. Nanapush breathes some more life into him and brought him back to life. Then the bird nation came up and the loon said, I want to go down. I want to go down and see if I can do it. Loon went down. He was down for a long time. He came back up dead. So Nanapush breathed into him. So finally, the little bit muskrat said, let me try. So he went down. And poor little muskrat, he was down for the longest time. And he came up dead. But on his nose was some of the old earth. So he breathed into the little muskrat and they put the earth on the back of the turtle. And he told the muskrat he would always be blessed and his kind would always thrive on this land. Then Nanapush took his bow out again and started to sing a song. And he sang the turtle, and as he sang, the turtle's back grew and grew so much that you couldn't even see from one end to the other anymore. And it kept growing. Nanapush says, I wonder how long we should let this turtle grow. I'm gonna send out each of the animals. He sent the bear. Bear came back two to three days later and said, Okay, I got to the edge. He sent out the deer. Deer came back two weeks later and said, I made it to the edge. And finally they said to the wolf, and wolf went. They waited for wolf to come back. 
They waited months. They waited years. The wolf didn't come back. That's how big the land got. In fact, to this day, wolves at night will often howl, and what they were howling for is what they're calling for their ancestors, who went off to see if he can find his way back home again. And that is the story of how the earth was first made and how the first pipe came to our people and how the first flood came and we emerged from the flood. Be back in a moment. Some of these creation stories differ depending on the geographic location or assimilation of individuals within their tribe and into the bands, tribes, or nations. The Lenape were not limited to living in one area, but inhabited many areas on the eastern seaboard. Earlier, I discussed the regions where they lived before and during colonia the colonial period. Eventually, due to European settlement, the Lenape migrated or were displaced out of their original territory from about 1600 to 1900 and forced to move in areas north, south, and or west. These locations included Ontario, Canada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Missouri, Oklahoma, Indiana, Missouri, Louisiana, Ohio, West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Texas. Now, in my WordPress article from the Chadsport Historical Society, I will actually have that posted in the show notes as well, and you guys could see pictures of this forced migration path. It's actually very, very, very disheartening, very, very sad um, history of people who were living, once living in this place, and now no longer live here in the way that they did centuries ago, even hundreds, just hundreds of years, you know, a couple hundred years ago. Um... According to many Leni Lenape people and scholars, there were three main groups, the Munsi, Unami, and Unalaktigo. <laughs> I hope I said that right. Their differences were based on the dialect of the Algonquin or Algonquian language they spoke and their geographic location. Their shared practice of living in a matrilineal clan system gave them a commonly shared cultural identification as Lenape people. Their three clans were the turtle, the wolf, and the turkey. There were subdivisions among the three uh, based on their tribal affiliation, band, and village. This allowed them to each have certain unique characteristics, all the while still identifying as Lenape. The language dialects called Munsi, Nanticoke and Unami, which were spoken during the colonial period, are now considered dead languages, and that's in quotes. This is not necessarily true, although they were distinct and separate in their language. Efforts are still being made to combine what is known from the old dialects into one unified language. There are some elders in Ontario, Canada, and that community there of Lenape, who still speak the Muncie dialect. Next week, we will learn a little more about the cultural traditions in the Lenape and how they are still being used today. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I appreciate all of you. Keep supporting me if you can. And if you have any other information you'd like to pass along on a future episode, please let me know. But for now, I will talk to you again in the next one. Bye.
We want you and others to know that history is for everyone. If there is any area of history you are intrigued by, have studied, or would be interested in discussing, we welcome you to send us a message via Facebook or email. We would love to have you on the show. Thank you.